Hi, this is Brian Roig. And this is Cyril War, and welcome to the Shaping Spirit Podcast, reachable at shapingspiritpodcast at gmail.com, the most non-sectarian spiritual podcast on the planet. We're just two guys from California who uh, accumulated academic degrees and who traveled all over the world studying world spirituality, and we're bringing it all right back here so that we can grow together from digital to spiritual. And the topic for today is the pitfalls of social media. And this will be you are lucky. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, I, for for those who are listening, um, you may not know Brian as well as I do, and I know for a fact that Brian doesn't like doesn't struggle so much <laughs> with, <laughs> with social media addiction. Right? I'm not a and fan. I, do. I, I just I, I think because I'm not I'm not a I have so much to do. Like I, my, my days are occupied. Seven days a week I'm occupied. I don't have a lot of downtime. Usually by the end of the, of the night, I'm so exhausted. You know, for me, my social media platform is specifically just for my um, martial arts school and promoting that. Uh, you know, I have a couple of students that help me with that. So I can minimize my utilization, my personal utilization, because for me, it's more annoying than anything else. Uh, I, I'm not a fan. Uh, like we've talked about, I'm very grateful we grew up in a pre-digital age. You know, I like my music analog. I like uh, my life analog. I'm not a fan personally of a lot of digital stuff. Um, oh, I do, before we go any further, uh, for those of you just because we're always adding some kind of musical element to this, I do want to dedicate this week's podcast to one of my great guitar heroes, Jeff Beck, who just passed away January 10th, 2023. <clears throat> he was definitely an icon and a legend in the world of music. If you think you've never heard him, you have. And always, all the way back in the mid-60s from the Yardbirds moving forward, for 50 plus years, nearly 60 years, he was uh, providing guitar work to many, many artists and uh, one of my huge musical influences. So I just wanted to dedicate this to him and his memory and his amazing music and individuality. So let's keep talking about this pitfalls of spirituality, man, uh, with, the, with oh. social media, because I think this is interesting. Oh, yeah. I struggle. I, yeah. I, I struggle. I have a software called Freedom. Uh, two, I think. It's a green app that that uh, applies to my laptop as well as to my phone. And when I have enough, you know, brain power, <laughs> I, I seriously yeah. I set up I set up sessions that can be up to twenty four hours, and you can have them recurring where, you know, I block myself, basically I block myself entirely from all internet, all apps, except, you know, Kindle, <laughs> except for, uh, for WhatsApp, so I can have some, you know, conversations with, with people. Mm. Um, and, then, and then I just, allow, I, you know, on, on, great, on great days, on perfect days, because I think one thing that we should talk about eventually in this podcast mm. is content, the difference in how the how content, how differing content has a completely different effect on one's consciousness. Mm. Like I think you agree with me. We 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 go we start from the premise, and I'm just 
planting the seed here, we start from the premise that depending on the content that's consumed and, you know, uploaded, mm -hmm. the experience of social media will be radically different, right? But closing, closing that parenthesis, I just want to, you know, finish my little story here. So I have this website, uh, this, this app, and as soon as I click start a session, then, you know, it applies the, the rules I gave it. And, and you know what, Brian, like I find, even though I know I have a session that's going on, for example, till whatever, till tomorrow morning at 7.30, mm -hmm. after which, you know, I give myself one hour to upload the few little, you know, things that, that I upload and, I, and a few things that I do like to see on, on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, and then when I block myself, so even though I know that I have a session going on, my body and my nervous system is so addicted, so addicted mm -hmm. that even though my intelligence, my intelligence tells me like, Hey dude, you like, don't even try. Cause like, you're not going to open Instagram as soon as you click on Instagram it closes, like it starts, it tries to open, but it closes it. And you know, same thing on, on, on your laptop. So don't even try dude, because you know very well that you have a session going on till X time tomorrow morning. Mm -hmm. And in spite of that, Ryan, like dozens of times, like I have the, you know, the instinctual, the instinctual pull to like, you know, click on Facebook or to click on messenger or to click on Instagram. It's scary. Mm. You know that there's that saying, <clears throat> idle hands are the devil's playthings. You've heard yeah. that? So I think, you know, we've just gotten to a point in society as a whole that we have too much free time on our hands. And we're not, uh, globally, I don't think many people are using their time um, efficiently. I know we've talked about, like, I have a calendar for everything. So basically every hour, for the most part, is blocked out with something. So I know what I'm doing, I move on to the next task. You know, I'm a big fan of, like, what do I need to execute? And, you know, so for me... I think that, you know, people, it, let's say, I don't know, I've been in stores. I'll use this as the example. I've been in stores and instead of somebody who works in the store maybe helping me or offering assistance, they're on their phone. That blows my mind. I'm like, why are they allowed to have their phone at the store? You know, put the phone away or lock it, lock Take it up. Take care of the customer. Take care of the customer. You know, and even if you're not helping me, there's something you can do. If I'm in a clothing store, I can't tell you how many clothing stores I go into and it's a mess. There's no reason for, you, for that person who works in that store to be sitting there on what I call apping, right? They're just on some stupid app. When they could be cleaning the, the, the store, you know, putting the clothes away, refolding, putting it on hangers. I've worked in clothing stores before when I was a teenager, and that's what that's what I did. I was so upset. See, I guess it's my obsessive mind. I was so obsessed with keeping the store clean and being on top of merchandise and knowing what was available to the customers that I, I, I was compelled. If I saw a shirt hanging improperly on a hanger, I'd freak out, and I'd have to run around and fix it. So, <laughs> and you didn't have the distraction. You didn't have the distraction yeah, of social media. I, I didn't media. have the distraction, but e even the, the, the opportunities for distraction now, I just find it like, uh, I'm sure you've also heard the term psychic vampire, right? I think it's very vampiric. It's, it's, I, I feel like we all have units of energy or attention that exist in us on a daily basis. 
and let's say we have a total, I'm just going to use a, just a, a basic number that everybody can wrap their heads around. Let's say you have a total of 10 units of energy or awareness on a daily basis. What are you going to give your energy to? You know, because it starts to deplete. Well, if one unit of energy is going to go to my morning workout, I'm going to have, say, three units of energy that are going to go to my daily work, right? My, my daytime work. I've got another unit of energy that's going to go to uh, my martial arts instruction at night. If my kids are with me, I've got a particular unit or two of energy that is devoted to that. So you, you go from 10 to zero pretty quickly, you know, and then if you're just constantly, it's like draining a battery quicker. If you're just constantly on some type of internet thing and it's not your job, you're not making money from it, why are you doing it? Like that, that's to me, it's just like, it's such a time waster. I'm like, how, I'd rather be figuring out a way to like grow and develop and, and move, you know? Um, but, but that's just me. I think that, uh, you know, there's a lot of negativity around what we have with social media. I was looking up some stats, if I can share with you. So I don't know if you were aware, maybe you were, because I know you were looking at a lot of stuff too. So what are the top social media websites in the world? You're asking me? Yeah, I'm me? asking you. Or you're asking our I'm listeners? I'm asking both, but you're the, one, you're the one talking to me right here, right? Well, Instagram, Facebook, yeah. TikTok, yeah. YouTube, yeah. Messenger. So here, here's, let's look at the top five. Here we go. Number one, Facebook with 2.9 billion monthly average users. Number two is YouTube with 2.2 billion. Number three is WhatsApp with 2 billion. Four is Instagram with 2 billion. Five, TikTok with 1 billion. And I'm sure TikTok is more now. I know they're trying to ban TikTok in the United States. Um, but it's pretty gnarly when you just look at that top five alone. Make sure to speak in your mic, though, by the way. Sorry yeah, to uh, embarrass okay. you in public. No, it's fine. So when, when you look in, into, this, into this, uh, these numbers here, the top five alone... It, you know, outside of WhatsApp, which is a, a, a primarily for communication, right? All these other things are, for the most part, time wasters. This is where you just become zombified. Facebook, you know, YouTube, you can well, learn from, but how many people are actually using it as a learning tool? Well, here, I guess we have to talk about content. Mm -hmm. I think maybe this is a good way, a good segue to talk about content. Not all content is the same. This is kind of like maybe the spiritual, the spiritual dimension of social media, if we, if we okay. may. Like we, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I assume that you also, like me, take it for granted, you know, um, just assume or on faith or whatever from experience, we, we, we accept as a premise that there is a fundamental, like ontological difference between what we could generally categorize as spiritual content and material content. W would you agree? Yeah. I, I think that that's uh, pretty self-explanatory, but the draw... This morning, when I was taking a walk on the beach here in mm -hmm. Tulum, doing my morning meditation, I had this, I had this realization that the reason why... Because, you know, okay, the reason why social media is so addictive 
right? And like you perfectly said, so useless <laughs> for most of it in terms of a time waster. Actually stems, we could say, from our own consciousness. And I'll give you a graphic example that, you know, involves, for example, you know, a heterosexual male. Okay. So, and I'll start from the premise that most of us conscious beings on earth are unfortunately not enough riled up and excited by spiritual content, be it visual or audio. And unfortunately, very much, you know, engrossed in and enamored by material content. Right. Example, like take a normal, yeah, a normal, let's say heterosexual male, you know, show him a picture of a beautiful naked woman, right? And show him a picture, let's say of Buddha or Christ, or I don't know, Mother Mary or an avatar or some, you know, <laughs> or a famous quote by Lao Tzu or whatever, you know, some spiritual content, mm-hmm. right? In most cases, unless the dude is like super, 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 super advanced spiritually, you know, he, he, his, his consciousness, his senses will gravitate towards the former, right? Content, right? And so that speaks to our conscious, that speaks about our, our consciousness, how, you know, the, the wisdom of the East describes, sometimes describes us, describes a human condition as being jaundiced, mm-hmm. You know, you know that example of the jaundice? Jaundice is being a, a medical condition, which apparently is, a, is like a bilious secretion in, in the liver and, and everything you taste that's sweet by nature is like, is actually mm. bitter. It tastes bitter, but it's actually sweet, but it tastes bitter because you have, um, because you have jaundice, okay. right? So coming back to, so that's the human condition. So, because, and so by definition, Every, any spiritual content, by definition, in its, in, its, you know, in its pure state, by definition, we would assume is sweet, is beautiful, is uplifting. Mm. And in that sense, should be completely enthralling, right? But because we have this jaundice, because we are sort of like, you know, materially dirty or whatever you want to describe it as, fallen, conditioned, disconnected, you know, the, 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 the unfortunate result is that we experience spiritual content as bitter, as boring, right? And on the other hand, you know, that content, which is material in nature, we, we, we relish when actually it's really not that good for us, you know, in terms of our consciousness. So this morning I was like, you know, the reason why social media is so addictive is that even though you may have spiritual content on your feed, you know, like let's say you're a Christian, you're, you've, you're, you've subscribed to, to many, uh, you know, Instagram Christian groups where you get quotes from the Bible or, you know, quotes from this saint or that saint or pictures of, of I don't know, of Bethlehem and <laughs> pictures of Jesus or, you know, generally, again, you won't be that attracted to them as you would towards, you know, some mundane, I don't know, like so what someone's eating or what the latest tweet against, you know, Elon Musk is or what's up with, you know, Andrew Tate or, you know, what's happening with Ukraine or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What, what's, your, what's your thought? I don't know. To me, it's a bit unrelatable because I, I just don't have that much time. You know, I have 24 <laughs> hours in the day. I'm packed, man. I mean, my goal is always like, first of all, I don't ever get eight hours of sleep. 
and my Fitbit watch tells me my goal is eight hours of sleep, I'm lucky if I get six because I'm non I'm jammed nonstop. So I, I don't have that luxury. luxury. I don't even I wouldn't even call it a luxury. It's just like I, I don't have that ability to just stop and do that because. Okay, Brian, but most people do. Most people are not as lucky as you would, you are, we would say. Even though people have jobs, a lot of people suffer from social media mm -hmm. addiction or they waste whatever little time they do have uselessly on social media. I don't Am know. I right? So I'm looking at this thing. Okay, so let's look at, let's look at another stat here and let's figure out what this means to, to your um, presentation, to your argument. It says an average user spends two and a half hours daily on social media in 2022. Half of our time on our phones is reserved for social media. Facebook is the most popular, costing hours, people an average of 58 minutes a day. YouTube takes an average of 19 minutes daily. So based on your premise, okay, two and a half hours a day, social media. That still gives you, what, 20, 21 and a half hours? Subtract eight. I mean, let's just do the math really quick. So there's no pitfalls uh, there's, to social there's media There's plenty of pitfalls. I'm just saying that people are using excuses. You know, so we have 24 minus two and a half minus eight. Okay, so you have 13 and a half hours in the day to organize yourself and kick ass, even if you're organizing two and a half hours of nonsense. <clears throat> so what are you doing then? Let's just break it down. What do you, what is a person doing in that 13 and a half hours? You know, again, how scheduled are they? How organized are they? And here's the other thing. Okay, and this is, I'm going to tie this right back into Jeff Beck in terms of why he was such an impactful guitar player and what made him so different. Most people, in my opinion, again, just my opinion, everybody's got one, follow social media because they are afraid to be independent. They're afraid to be independent-minded and they are so obsessed with what everybody else is doing. I don't give a shit what anybody's doing. That's the thing. I'm so consumed with what I'm doing and how I'm trying to make things better and help people, I could care less what anybody's doing. And people are... Well, you don't have heroes. You don't have people you look up to. You don't you have people you follow. Not like that. No. I do. I mean, I saw that Jeff Beck passed away, but I can listen to his music. But what, what, what is there to follow? The point being, let me, let me just go with my... But I know let me you go, have spiritual yeah, mentors. Let me go with my point here. I don't follow so you, it on social media. Mm. I, I subscribe to podcasts. I listen to podcasts. I read books. But my, my point is, is people are, there's that saying, keeping up with the Joneses. People are so obsessed with what their neighbor is doing, with what other people are doing to seek their own validation. They don't have enough personal strength to be their own person, be their own individual. And it's that lack of individuality and lack of confidence in being an individual that makes people, in my opinion, addicted to this thrill of what other people are doing. You become so voyeuristic and so obsessed with what everybody else is doing, you forget that you have your own mission in life. Who gives a shit what anybody else is doing? You should have your own mission. You should be so focused and so obsessed with what you are doing to change the world for better that what anybody else is saying or doing should be irrelevant. 
And unless you are surrounded with people or have mentors, like you were saying, somebody that's going to impress upon you your forward trajectory in terms of some types of spiritual positivity, why are you listening to them and why are you doing it? Jeff Beck, getting back to Jeff Beck, why was he so impactful musically? He did not follow the path of his peers. When everybody else was playing certain styles of music, Jeff Beck went out, when he did his two solo, first two solo records in the late 60s, it was like more of a jazz fusion combination thing. He's covering, because we ended his lovers, the old Stevie Wonder song. He's doing stuff that was so brilliant and so off the wall and so unique that it made everyone else stop and listen and go, holy cow, why can't I do that? Because they're so obsessed with copying each other. That's all social media is. It's monkey see, monkey do. And I think that's why I have such an irritation about it because like we've talked about before, I've been categorized as a lone wolf. I'm a very independent person. And I, I, I just, I could care less what other people do. And I think that's the issue. People are so obsessed with what other people are doing and so obsessed with keeping up with the Joneses. Oh, I don't have a Tesla. Oh, I didn't get a G-Wagon. Oh, I need to check out what this new convertible Rolls-Royce SUV looks like. Boy, I wish I could get that. Oh my God, I need those shoes. Who gives a shit? Are you serious? This is what somebody's obsessed with? Like, what? Why? Like, it's, it's so, uh, for me, it's so counter to my nature that I can't even fathom the obsession. But I understand and I empathize with the fact that I think probably 99% of people are obsessed with what their neighbor is doing. I could just care, I just care less. Have you heard of a guy called, um, the author of a book called uh, Deep Work? I think you mentioned it before. His name is, um, what is his name? Carl Newport. Guy who teaches at IIT, I think, <clears throat> or has a PhD from IIT, one or the other. Yeah, he wrote this book called Deep Work, which I listened to. I listened to the audio book. And the dude, the dude has, has never had any social mm. media. He just has a YouTube channel where he does a podcast, right? And, and he, his argument basically is like you were talking at the beginning about your, you know, there's only like 10 points of like cognitive power mm -hmm. that you have and, you know, one for your kids, one for your work, one for your martial arts, one for your music, mm -hmm. et cetera, right? So his argument based on, on scientific research is that apparently in terms of, you know, uh, neurosciences, um, every time a human changes tasks, goes from one task to another, there's, there's, um, there's some cognitive energy that's spent. Mm. You know, like they talk about writers, like, you know, if you're in the flow and then you, you, I don't know, you go check your email or you, you, you know, you go, you, you get it, you get distracted then to get back into the flow takes a lot of energy takes a lot of time and, and that translates into this sort of cognitive mm -hmm. energy. And so his, his, his point is that our society with social media, especially has become, has become so uh, fragmented, so fragmented mm -hmm. that 
we are just going from one task to another, to another, to another, interrupting this one to go to that one, to that one. It's just like nonstop, right? I mean, look at TikTok. Like they say, like, the, you know, we have now we have the attention span of, of, of freaking gold. Remember fish. I was telling you about that when Timothy Leary predicted that 30 years ago, he was talking about realities per minute. And now we have it. It's scary, man. Wow. It's frightening. So when you tally up the, the, the used up cognitive power or points or energy mm. at the end of the day, you got tons of this cognitive energy that was just wasted just so that your consciousness or your mind or intelligence could readjust to the next task and to the next task or going back to the original mm. task, right? So his point, his thrust, which is symbolized in, in the title of his book, Deep Work, is that those people, those human beings in this age and, you know, this age in which we mm. live in right now, those who will actually have the edge, those who will actually succeed, those who will actually be alpha are and will be those who are able to do deep work. In other words, one task at a time, deep, no interruption, so that you save up all that cognitive energy that everybody else is just wasting out the window because they're just going from one fragmented thing mm. to the other. I like that You like that? Yeah. He, I just, I just listened to another thing. He, uh, just uh, actually one of his episodes, a podcast, and he mentions four perks. Can I just Please. tell you these four perks of not using mm -hmm. social media? I found them really interesting, very insightful. The first one he mentioned is that there's something to be said about boredom. Like boredom is a is a is a uh, motivator for achievement for. Um, imagination for artistic production for streaks of geniuses but when you always have the little f gadget in your hand and as soon as you know boredom kicks in boom you're just scrolling up and down right so boredom has become mm. eliminated from 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 man's life right So when you don't have social media, you, you actually can experience boredom again, which actually is a great source of, of peace also and of, of you know, of, of a, a moment to, to, to sit with your own self and, and think about what you like, what you don't like, you know, just like cook, it, 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 it slows down the whole system tremendously. Second thing he talks about, the other perk is, um, which I found great, is leisure, quality leisure. Like when you don't have social media, there's chances that you're going to do something that's actually quality and leisure that you would not do if you're just like, you know, like a couch potato and you're just like scrolling on your phone while munching <laughs> on potato chips. When if you don't have social media, well, wow, I'm going to go on a hike. I'm going to go to a museum. I'm going to actually see someone in flesh and blood and speak mm. to her or speak mm -hmm. to him. You know, third thing you talked about is, is uh, privacy. You know, these algorithms are just crazy. You know, like I went to see mm -hmm. Avatar 2 the other day in Playa del Carmen. And on the way there, the, the, my friend with whom I was, I was going to see it and his girlfriend, um, he's really into crypto. And so we talked for a good moment, a good time about, about the benefits, he believes, of, you know, having uh, Bitcoin. And lo and behold, lo and behold, like this morning or the day after, as I'm just looking mm -hmm. at YouTube, suggested video, you know, why Bitcoin is a great scam or, you know, the greatness of Bitcoin. Like, 
shit, like, can you believe it? Like, the, 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 your phones are actually, like, spying yeah. on you and listening to your conversations and then, you know, presenting to you content corresponding to what the freaking algorithm heard through your own phone and you're thinking you're, you're th having a private conversation in the privacy mm -hmm. of your car. It's yeah. insane. And finally, the last point, I don't want to hog the mic here, but they're so good. The last point is actually, it's kind of a psychological thing having to do with humility <laughs> and with ego. And it's like, when you're not on social media, your sense, your artificial, artificially, you know, created precisely by these big tech companies, sense of self-worth and self-importance is reduced, is, is, is gone. Like when you have social media, you're thinking, wow, you know, I've got 50 people who are going to, who liked my video yesterday, who gave me a thumb up yesterday, who gave me a heart. So, you know, I'm, you know, wow, I'm so important. There's all these people who are waiting for my next piece mm -hmm. of content, right? Whereas when you don't have social media, it's like, hello, dude, you're just really not that important. <laughs> and nobody really is that important. And we've got a few significant others that we actually deal with in the flesh and just chill, dude. <laughs> so... So, so not having social media brings us back to a sense of, of, of humble harmony with, with, with the universe, with the divine. <clears throat> yeah. What do you think? I think those are all really good points. And uh, here's the other thing. I think that one of these issues with social media, you kind of touched on it, and I'd like to maybe expand on it a little bit, is that it, instead of it becoming a tool, a tool for communication, a tool for business networking, or say spiritual networking, a tool for education, it's become personalized, where everything we say or do or everything we engage in is personal. It becomes deeply personal on an emotional and psychological level. And that's what ends up becoming incredibly draining. So as an, like yeah, I guess, fights? yeah, you know, like I said, I don't even know how Twitter works. I mean, this is how, I guess, out of it I am. I know people get on and they argue back what? and forth. Can I come again? Say, say that again. I know it also recently came out where I think it was, they said like something 80 or 90% of what was actually on Twitter were bots. So it was like robot. It was all oh, like wow. AI and robots creating arguments amongst people. Something else I just heard, which was fascinating to me, is that they said that majority of the spiritual websites, the Christian-based spiritual websites, were run by bots, and they were creating f factions within these s religious communities and arguments just <coughs> oh to mess my God, with people. That's sick, man. You know, so to me, it's just like I, I you know, when I'm when I'm posting again, I'm just gonna again, I can only wow, speak from a personal that's experience. Sick. When I am posting something on social media, it is directly related to my business. I don't take it personal if somebody looks at it or doesn't look at it. I go, okay, what was the most relevant content? And I look at it as a tool, go, what was I able to communicate and what was my return on investment? How many followers did I get? Or did I get somebody new to sign up to my gym? It's like basic things like that, but it's not a, an emotional personal investment. Because I know at the end of the day, all of this is fake. You know, you have this thing now where Facebook or whatever they want to call themselves, they have this metaverse where people are paying money to live in a video game, buy real estate in a video game. It's just like, 
oh my god, that scares the hell out of me. You know, my kids play Nintendo, some they play Xbox, whatever, but they know full well that everything they do on these video game systems, when I allow them to play it, it's fake. You know, it's fairy tale. It's it's all make believe. It's not real. And it scares the hell out of me that you have all these people now, thousands or millions of people that are saying, oh, I need to join the metaverse or virtual reality. So what's in front of them tangibly here isn't good enough. So they have to go on the computer and sit on the computer all day and uh, do, do like all kinds of nonsense to the point where people have gotten so obsessed. And I, I know of people that have done this, you know, and you get like these computer programmers or somebody, I heard about a computer programmer, <laughs> that one of the reasons why this, this individual was a, a very strange individual and had, was disturbed anyways, mentally. But one of the reasons that caused this person's divorce was he was so obsessed with video games and being in like, say a metaverse style thing that he would create code to, for the video game to play on his behalf while he was asleep. <laughs> talk about, talk about mindless. Talk about zombie, man. And you have this. Zombie. That is so mentally, and that's you have this, mental illness 101 right there, as far as I'm concerned. And that's being fed to us with this, you know, predict, you've heard of predictive no. programming? Tell me about it. This notion, this notion of, it's kind of conspiracy. Mm -hmm. But it makes sense when you actually look at the media and the, the movies that come out. It, this type of programming is like normalizing through, for example, movies what, you know, powerful agents, sometimes evil powerful agents, want, you know, humanity to mm. go towards too. Right. So, for example, you know, you have, well, for example, you know, Blade Runner, the second Blade Runner that came out where, you know, you have basically artificial intelligence that has taken over. Uh, I mean, you can go back to 2001 with, with Stan, Stanley Kubrick's 2000 mm -hmm. Space Odyssey. You know, this idea that, that mm, technology or, or AI, you know, has, has overrun human beings and... and or that, you know, everything, the, the internet of bodies, how, you know, you can't get out of your, like your, your eyes scan when you go into your office and everything is done by, by chips and, you know, and like this transhumanistic agenda, we could say, and we mm -hmm. see it in movies and it's like, you know, it's kind of like a feature trailer of what's coming, you know, or what we want society to become, right? And what you were talking about, um, namely, people becoming completely addicted to um, to their virtual reality, so-called mm -hmm. reality, over and above what's actually real in the real, you know, <laughs> first-degree perceptual world that that we see and hear and and, and think of, without any mediated, in, uh, mm -hmm. you know, intermediary, is is, uh, is scary. Yeah, it's really scary. It's uh, it's alarming, and uh, <clears throat> to bring it back to that point in that book, I think the few people that are going to be able to have that separation and not get sucked in 
to this virtual reality, the social media. Let me guess, are people who are spiritually strong? They're going to have to be, absolutely, they're going to have to be spiritually strong. But they're going to be the ones that are going to have to lead the world. They are going to have to take humanity by the hand and guide them. Because these people are so misguided, these people that are so obsessed, this, this obsession is creating such a level of misguidance. Imagine if you were, I mean, just let's go back to that example, right? Imagine if you're married and you're so obsessed with your virtual reality that you don't even want to engage your wife, <laughs> that you can't even talk to a human being because whatever's on that computer, whatever's in that virtual verse or whatever the hell they call it is that much more important. You can't, you can't connect on right. a human level. In, the, in my opinion... You know, for what it's worth, you know, the only way... I mean, there's all this stuff about porn people, you know, people who are addicted to porn, they can't, they can't have actual sex with, with people who... Well, yeah, like, intimacy's out the window with, with these different types of uh, stimulants these days. But what ends up happening is how, how can you grow spiritually if you cannot connect with the thing that is the reflection, the basic reflection of divine love is loving other human beings, starting with that, creating love, interpersonal love, which is in front of you. That is our, um, our basic sandbox of learning in terms of how to create divine love. Because, you know, from our perspective, from our spiritual perspective, the divine has equally masculine and feminine qualities, right? It's both masculine and feminine. And so how we express ourselves you know, between two people, doesn't matter if you're straight or gay in any relationship, there's one energy that is masculine, there's one energy that is feminine, regardless of your, your gender identification and regardless of who you choose to love. I don't care if it's two women, two men. And so, and so, so are you, my are whole point is, is this is the example. We have to learn how to, it, to create our content with interpersonal relationships, not social media. Proper content is with actual interpersonal relationships, and that's what teaches us how to love God. Hmm. That's what teaches us. How do I love my, my but we're partner? getting more and more towards I know, the matrix, Brian. It scares the hell out of me, man. It scares the hell out of me. We're getting closer you, you, to the matrix. It seems like that movie with, Keen, with oh, yeah. Keanu Reeves, yeah. that thing is like the gold standard of what, you know, the ultimate agenda is <laughs> mm. and you know what was really weird when i saw mm. when i saw avatar so there's this whole th as you know in for in the first avatar there's this notion of connecting your con you know your tail yeah connecting your tail to to the you know the great the great tree of life you know or the great mm. mother you know but there's this visual element to it which is so, like at the very beginning of Avatar 2, you have this baby who's born, this mm. Navi baby, right? And right away, they, <clears throat> they plug him in, you know, they plug his tail from the back of his neck. You see it from the back of his neck? Or, and they plug it right into this, into this network, to tell you the truth. Now, the network looks really organic, you know, and it's green and blah, blah, blah. But it's a wow. freaking network. 
And so just the imagery of humans, you know, from the back of their head, you know, right where their neck is being connected to a network is, you know, being fed with, you know, a veneer of jungleness, but that image of, you know, being connected to a network at the very, at, at your very young age is being fed to us, you know? And, 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 and it's, it's, it's scary. It's mm. really scary. You see people on the beach, like you see couples, right? Like, you know, a couple, like a, at a, mm. in a romantic moment. And they're both in their yeah. own little world looking mm. at their phones. I hate that. It drives me nuts. That's one of my pet peeves with people. It's just like, if, if you're in front of me, put your damn phone away. Like, don't you, yeah, don't I, you I find dare. it so insulting. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll make a, I'll give you a funny story really quick. People are going to, you know, probably really hate me for this, but whatever, I don't care. <laughs> this is just my personality. Years ago, when cell phones first came out, um, I was on a date with a girl. This is 20 years ago. Um, and I take her to the movie, and instead of just being present with me, talking, but even before the movie st started, she's just playing on this phone. And she's on the phone. And she, I go, look, I'm going to need you to put that away. And, you know, we're going to have the movie start soon. The previews are going to go on. Otherwise, you know, it's... I'm gonna, we're going to leave. And she's like, oh, what's the big deal? What's the big deal? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm wow. like, okay, well, clearly she doesn't respect my time and she doesn't respect me as an individual. Mm. So I told her again, look, mm. I need you to put that phone away. Otherwise, I'm going to leave. And she's like, oh, I don't care. That's fine. Whatever. She's like, it's not a big deal. The movie hasn't really? started. I'm like, the previews are, are coming on. Oh, The previews run and she's on the phone. I'm like, this is so disrespectful, not to me, just to me, but to the entire room. All right, I'm out. I literally got up, walked out, and left her there. And I never spoke to her again. You know, and I know she tried calling me to apologize, left me some messages, I'm so sorry, you were right, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, I don't play that. Uh, my expectation, and this is just basic human courtesy and respect, and so sad to me that we've gotten away from this level of respect is that when you're with me or you're with anyone, never mind me, if you're with your spouse, your partner, your friends or whatever, put that damn phone away. It's not an emergency. Okay. If it was an emergency, guess what? The police would be there. The fire department would be there. Something would happen. The percentage of emergencies that happen are very, very few in your life, in your life. Okay, so for you to, or if it's that big of a deal, okay, leave it, leave the phone on so that the only person that can ring through are those two or three people that an emergency could happen to that you would actually care about. And that's what I do. I can, right. I can select on my phone who I can hear from. And so as I select who I hear from, I can leave the phone on. It's not near me. It's not on me. But if, if it's that important, they can ring through. Outside of that, the phone's on silent. When I'm with somebody, you know, and that's that level of respect, I think, is lost in most people these days. They're so obsessed because there's they need to know what else is out there. Right. It's never what's good enough is right in front of you. It's always, well, what's better? There's something better. And it's an addiction. It's an addiction. It's that, you know, that, that dose of uh, what's it called? Yeah. That dopamine. chemical in the yeah. brain. Dopamine. dopamine hit. Right. It's, it's so I mean, 
not to put the blame completely away from the people, but you know, when you're when yeah. you're a heroin addict, it's like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like the the. I agree. So, coming back to the content, I do like. Look, I have, I have, I get lost in wasting time on social media precisely because I totally think I'm part of that large percentage. Or let, let, forget others. I for sure have mm. this jaundice, <laughs> you know, where anything spiritual, yeah, kind of boring. Anything material from gossip to, to you know, other things uh, is like, wow, delicious, right? So, but having said that, like the reason why I'm, I don't want to get off social media and I don't think I'm lying to myself is because I do have... I mean, now you scare me because when you say that, <laughs> you know, these, not that I have so many, it's not like I follow tons of Christian mm. profiles, okay, or accounts, but what you said, like, mm -hmm. you know, they're created by bots to create dissension. That's like taking the whole thing at, at, at another level. That's really scary. But assuming that, you know, the, the things that I follow actually mm. are legit, And, and do give me inspiration, whether it's, you know, audio bits or visuals of places of pilgrimage or, uh, you know, famous quotes from ancient wisdom texts that inspire me, you know, or I have some heroes, yeah, I have some like, sort of spiritual heroes out there and I love to see what, where they are and what they're doing, how they're inspiring others, right? So that spiritual content, I would say, that content is spiritual and it's, is absolute mm. by nature. It's spiritual by nature. And therefore it does, even though it's, it's perceived through a, a, um, a software, a mechanism, which has, which was designed to mm. be highly addictive and, and highly addictive to the material content, which makes up 99% of the entire content. Mm. Still it's grounding, it's grounding. And I just cannot imagine how people who don't have, you know, any sort of spiritual life can spend, you know, hours and hours on end on social media, just ingurgitating, consuming material thing after material thing, after material thing, after material content, after material content. It's like, oh my God, like tap out, please, you know? So, so my advice to, to, to listeners is that, look, you know, if you don't want to get off social media and there's a lot of people who do say you should get off social media completely, at least then, you know, regulate yourself, like, you know, be, be, be honest and, and, and analyze how much time you're spending. And if necessary, you know, buy some software that, you know, enables you like what we're describing at the beginning to, you know, to permit yourself to have only X amount of hours or minutes a day on social media. And also make sure to, to consume spiritual content. And again, that whether it's Jewish or Christian or, or Hindu or Buddhist or Native American mm -hmm. or whatever, you know. But if you if you can somehow connect to spiritual content, and as you're scrolling this garbage, boom, you get a spiritual content that uplifts your consciousness, that uplifts your soul. Then it's then you know then it's a grounding, then it's an anchor in an ocean of of of, of in a tempest, you know. That's what I would advise. What what would you advise? Um, listeners I think the first thing would be be present when you're around others <laughs> you know it's 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 I think the biggest challenge is twofold one we're so obsessed with social media and the internet and 
all this virtual world when we're alone, how does it pour into our engagement, our interpersonal relationships and our engagement with others? So number one, my recommendation is practice being present. And that is a, that's a hard thing to do because I've said to people, hey, put your phone away. I'm right here. Well, well, but, but, but what if this happens? Well, mm. put it away. Oh, I have to look something up. No, you don't. Guess what? If we need to look something up that bad, let's get a dictionary. Let's get a book and look it up. Yeah, exactly. Did you, ever, did you ever see Fahrenheit yeah, 451? So, you know, that would be the first thing, practice being present with others. And practice, you know, we've kind of talked about this before, and this is something maybe we can do a podcast on it. Practice active listening. If you don't know what actual active listening is, hmm. look it up. Maybe we'll do a podcast on it and practice, you know, go over techniques in active listening. But hearing is different from listening. You hear it birds, you hear all kinds of things, but active listening is true engagement and actual be, actually being present in a conversation or being present with the, those people around you. So that, that would be the first thing to me. And then, you know, if, if, if it's something that you, you are so compelled to do when you're alone, ask yourself, what other ways can I be spending my time right now? Now, if it's something like, oh, I need a five minute break from my work schedule. Some people have very hectic work lives. I get it, right? I, you know, I'm, you know, I've been Take working, break, right? I, let's say, man, he's a hardworking guy. He's working at a construction zone all day. He just wants to get on Facebook for 20 minutes and say what's up to his friends, see whose birthday it is. And I appreciate that. I get it. And I'm not yeah. talking about that type of person. One, uh, what I am talking about a lot is younger people, and these teenagers and kids that I see, they're so obsessed. They're just sitting on the couch or they're sitting on the floor. Or they're obsessed. I was driving the other day to go get my kids. This is so scary to me. And there's a young man driving next to me. Looked like early 20s. Neither of his hands were on the wheel. <laughs> Both of his hands were on the phone while he's driving, trying <laughs> to drive straight as he's messaging people, looking at whatever he's, I'm looking over, I was like, son of a bitch, look at this guy. I'm like, well, here we go. This is like an accident ready to happen. And he's got it mastered. I was impressed. I was impressed with how well he could literally navigate the road basically with a knee, right? And both hands and staring right. at the phone, not even looking at the road. I was just like, wow. And he's driving some beat up crappy car, but... That, it's just, it's too extreme. If we can start practicing being present, you know, when you're present, I think automatically you start to develop more kindness and empathy for others. And then I, I want to I wanna enjoy that, listening to somebody that I care about. Now, I'm saying all this mm -hmm. and I am not the most social person in the world. Like, I'm not the guy that's going to go to a park and start chatting with people. I'm not the social guy at a party. I'm more the fly on the wall. If I have to go to a party, I'm already planning my exit strategy because I don't want to socialize. You know, there's very few subjects I really enjoy talking about. <laughs> this is just me. I'm being honest, okay? I have, everybody has their flaws. I have plenty of them. I, I, there's a lot of stuff I'm just not interested in. So, but if somebody has a good story where they want to talk about something deeply personal about their life and it's not some super, can you believe what the weather was today? Oh my God. You know, 
then, hey, I'm all for it. I want to hear something you're struggling with, if something you, you want to share and you want help with. I'm all ears, you know, but I, I don't want to engage in any idle gossip. I don't want to hear anything negative about other people. And, uh, you know, it's just all of that kind of stuff is just like, it's nastiness to me. You know, I don't want to engage in any type of partisan politics, you know, and, uh, you know, the, any sectarianism. You, like you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, one thing we realized and we, we know for a fact, we are the most, if not the only truly non-sectarian spiritual podcast on the planet. We do not care what your background is. We don't care what your religion is. Remember, your religion is your spice of your, of your, of your meal. We don't care. Our goal is to, how do we come together in, in embracing each other to uplift each other spiritually in terms of developing a closer connection to the divine and outreach and outpouring love and compassion for others. That's what it's about. Nothing else. We're not sitting here saying, hey, if you, if you give us $5,000, we're going to help you turn it into a million. <laughs> There's no spiritual charlatanism here. Okay? Yeah. No, we don't say that. We say, if you give us $5,000, we'll turn it into, into a <laughs> billion dollars. So, yeah. I don't know, man. Anyway. I mean, this is, this is a hot topic, you know, and we've been at it here it's a hot no, I think we did we oh. went we went around the we went around the wagon and I think ultimately right I, w I think you would agree it's just, this is a very personal decision where people are going to have to kind of be self-reflective and self-critical go well what can I do differently yeah, how do I engage people differently you know uh, if you if you are in a relationship are you present with your spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever they are to you? Are you present with your partner or are you so obsessed with your phone that you can't put the phone down or you're so obsessed with your metaverse that yeah. you can't even touch your partner or engage them and ask them about their day and actually have a real conversation because you're too busy playing video games or some bullshit like that. You know? Yeah. Treat the people around you with at least the very smallest amount of respect, which is to be present and to be an active listener and to show some empathy, you know? And the fact that, that, that these types of characteristics are becoming distasteful and these characteristics are, are, are foreign now to younger generations. It's foreign. You look at young people, how many, how many teenagers do you know can survive without their phone for an hour? Yeah. It's almost impossible. They freak. They literally freak out. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I saw a documentary some years back already in China. Like there's these camps where teenagers are sent to like recover from from internet addiction. And you see them like going through withdrawal symptoms where they're like literally like screaming, crying, freaking out. As if, you know, someone's like, who's fiending for his heroin dose. It's pretty scary. Yeah, I, I've seen that. I, I've seen it with people. I've seen it with uh, kids. Where they start throwing tantrums, right? So, if they can't have their iPad right. or their phone, they literally will have meltdowns. And it's just like, wow, what did you do here? What's, what's going on? Right. 
you know, it's scary. That, you know, look, when we grew up, we played with other kids. We hung out and we talked. We built relationships. That doesn't right. exist anymore. You see a group of teenagers, they're yeah. all sitting around, quote, hanging out, and everybody's on their phone. And they're all on their own phone. It's like, what are you doing? Huh. Then what are you doing together? And then they're texting each other. I'm like, you do realize the person's sitting right there. You can put the phone away. I mean, <laughs> goodness gracious. I know that there were bands. I'll, I'll stop with this. Is There were bands that were banning cell phones at their shows. Not because they, it had hmm. to do with pirating the music, but because they wanted the audience to be present and actually listen to the music. Right. So they made everybody, right, right, if you right. want to use your phone, number one, it was put in a bag that you cannot unlock, that it had to be unlocked by security once you leave the arena. You can use it, but then it gets resealed and locked once you go back into the arena to listen to the music. I love that. Enjoy the show, man. Hmm. Just be present. Why people right. don't want to be present? It just blows my mind. So let us continue then being strong spiritually and being, like you say, you know, present. And I think if we continue doing that, if we continue being aware of the pitfalls as we described them, then we can navigate, you know, pretty safely through this uh, minefield. Exactly. Shaping Spirit Podcast at gmail.com, people. Send us any message. Thank you for listening. Uh, remember... We are much more than our physical bodies, um, but we, we are not matter. We all matter. Thank you so Talk much for all listening. Time.